Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. Welcome to episode 196 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the second episode of February 2017, and a Daikaiju discussion episode. If you're listening to this and saying, well, I didn't know there was a Daikaiju discussion. Well, it was on the schedule, and I made the mistake of not announcing it in January because of the whole live show. And then the last episode with Derek, we sort of just recorded and I forgot about making any announcements. So it's a surprise homework assignment. But if you didn't turn it in, it's okay. It won't count against your grade. But we are going to be talking about two short films tonight. One called Negadon, Monster from Mars. And the other is called Gehara, the Dark and Long Hair Monster. Now, both of these are short films. Uh, clocking in at about like 20-ish minutes a piece, so I thought it'd be kind of cool to do like a double feature here, and then we'll just come back and talk about each one individually. Before we do, though, we are going to have some music that we're going to play, and uh, stick around after the discussion, of course, because we have some news and catastrophic events and housekeeping announcements.
日本の存亡をかけた臨界突破の最終決戦昭和の魂と平成の映像技術の決勝新時代国産ここに誕生惑星大怪獣ベガードンベガードン Once again, class, it is time for our Daikaiju discussion. Every month, the Kaiju Cast takes a look at one particular film from the giant monster landscape and tasks the listeners with submitting their thoughts, questions, and reviews for the following discussion episode. Thanks to an online tool, I've randomly assigned one movie to each month, ensuring that this podcast will keep going for a long, long time. Hey, I haven't actually said that in a few、uh, Daikaiju discussion episodes because we sort of changed things up a little bit. So,、uh, this one was a weird. Weird one because I didn't announce it on the podcast. So basically, nobody knew about it unless they read the blog post from the last episode that I posted just a little while ago. So it's understandable that we didn't get any homework submissions from anybody, but that's okay because we're talking about two very interesting and I'm assuming somewhat rare movies、um, from this sort of giant monster landscape. They're one step above what's something that's just a fan film because they're Produced by fans, but they were, you know, put out legitimately because Negadon, Monster from Mars, aka Wakuse Daikaiju Negadon, was released by Central Park Media in 2005, I think. And like, that's first up, that's crazy that they would do that, you know, basically produce a fan film on US release here in the States, which was. I mean, it was a blast to be around and seeing something like that come out.、Uh, and then there's Gehara, which is actually, we'll talk about it a little bit later, was a short made for NHK for a series of shows that they were doing. But, you know, these are two things that are essentially like, I mean, Gehara is a little more produced because you could definitely tell there's a big crew working on it. And you had maybe not a big movie style crew, but at least a crew. Yeah. Of dedicated people making physical things, whereas Negadon is all CGI. And like I said, it's so hard to tell from hearing him talk if he was just talking about one person making the entire thing or if he actually did have like a lot of people working with him. But、uh, let's talk about Negadon, first of all. Sane is here. Jeff、Hello. is here. Hello. And、uh, what did you guys think of Negadon? Well, actually, first, the normal、yeah. thing who had seen it before? I had, I had, of course.、Yeah. I had not seen it before. Okay. So,、uh, Jeff, as the newbie to the movie, what were your takeaways? Initial thoughts on Negadon Monster from Mars? I was pleasantly surprised. You know, like when you had said, you know, a short kind of fan film, I was、mm-hmm. like, you know, you kind of start to think, like, oh, okay, this is probably not going to be that good. But,、uh, yeah, I, I was surprised. I loved the look of the movie and、uh, I loved the tone. Of the film. So I was,、uh, yeah. you know, kind of blown away by it. Nice. And saying how, I mean, how, when was the last time you saw Negadon? Oh, I saw it. <clears throat> I think I rewatched it on like YouTube maybe about a year ago. Oh, nice. Okay.、Cool. Um, and I love it. I think it's amazing. I think my, the only criticism I can level at it is something that you and I had said prior to watching it just now was like,、uh, for everything it gets right, the one thing I wish it was was that, uh, Negadon himself was kind of a more traditional kaiju. Like, yes. You know, just a, a big ground based monster instead of kind of this weird flying pyramid. But,、uh, but it's still, 
everything about it is such uh, done with such love and admiration and kind of respect for the original genre. Dripping with yeah. nostalgia. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like anybody out there that hasn't seen it, like definitely do yourself a favor and watch it, especially if you do love the early Showa era stuff, because it is, it, hits every point just perfectly yeah if it's on youtube i will make sure to actually post a link to that yeah. in the show notes just because it's absolutely worth watching and you know i I'd, I'd seen this several times but you know really that was a couple times when i first got the dvd well, back when it just, came out it's just the right link i yeah. mean it's about what 20 20 minutes yes yeah, I, th- I think it's about 20 minutes um and it it is not so long that you are indulgent that you get bored with it. Uh, it moves along in a nice little clip. And it, it just makes – if you – it's late at night. You have you want to stay up just a little bit longer and you're in the mood to watch just a bit of Showa. It's perfect. It's like, oh, I just, I'll just watch this and I'll be able to go to bed. It's like 20 minutes long. It's just – I have like a quarter of a beer left and yeah. I just, I'm just going <laughs> to sip at it and just watch those little, it's great. It really is. Uh, we watched some of the interview with the creator and he is incredibly dull, but <laughs> what he produced is amazing. And again, he kept referring to we in it. Sure, so sure. I assume that he had some assistance, but it's like, oof, that was a monumental undertaking. I think he said two, it took two years and four months to make it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think one of the things that I took away from just seeing him talk for the limited amount of time we watched that interview was that what you, I mean, you also mentioned that it's a, you know, basically a love letter. He said that you couldn't do this with a Heisei era no. kind of vibe to it. And you it know, doesn't that's work. why it had to be a Showa era mm. vibe. So ju- I, just for the listeners out there that have not seen this, I do need to describe this movie a little bit. So imagine an all CGI short kaiju film, but it's it's totally reminiscent visually, uh, orally, and in like Saints said in tone to Showa era kaiju movies. Like, I don't want to say like it's just – 100% filled with homages, well, but early, it's got so many. Yeah, early, early show. Early, I mean, we're like, talking the 60s. Yeah, early, early 60s. 60s, yeah. It's really, really well done. Visually speaking, it um, it looks almost entirely like it is done in the Showa era. And as I said when we were watching, mm-hmm. or after it finished, I feel like it's the flip side of Death Kappa, where oh, yeah. Tomu Haraguchi wanted to make a Showa era vibe film with Showa era effects and ended up with whatever mess that movie is where, and this guy here, whose name June June Awazu, he set out to make a Showa era film, but he's just, you know, one man. So he has to turn to CGI, you know, he has to do it that way Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have the skills to make, you know, but he did it so well. He did it so well. And he made it, he said even in the interview that, he grew up in the uh, the last 17 years of the Showa era, I think mm-hmm. is what he said. Yep. And he grew up in Nagoya. So he took visuals from his own youth, his own memories, and used those to evoke Showa era Japan. And yes. I thought that was beautifully done. Well, yeah. And I mean, he, there's a, it's almost hard to articulate this. He just got it. 
He got mm-hmm. what made the show air so fun. And so, and I, I mean, in his interview while we're watching it, which we did not watch all of because it was so frightfully dull. Um, and just so thorough. And it's uh, too, <laughs> so thorough. thorough. He's, too thorough. He's going to explain every single thing. That yeah. He did. But he said one of the things about it was like that he had to do it from a place of nostalgia and romance. And you totally see it. When he's talking romance, I think he, he's not, you know, not talking in some like, kind of amorphous love sort of way sure, but right, romantic yeah. as in a classically romantic feeling of something absolutely and he he's oh, romanticizing he's yeah. the show era in a way yeah. that should i mean it comes out it's very oh, yeah. apparent he, yeah very it's apparent. very apparent right musical cues like sound like everything is just so right on right on the money uh and again like i said it's not it's not overly long you don't get bored with it it's fun it has like invokes the feelings of things like Tetrigen 28 mm-hmm. and Godzilla versus King Kong and yeah, Monster definitely. X and you know it's so good he does such a nice job the yeah, Mysterians like, yeah. the, you know the, yes. spa- the space the station inside yeah, the, in space like the, it's you see it in so many movies yeah, it's just the like wheel, he made his own I love uh, it space love station it. kind of with the spokes sticking out from yeah. it it's amazing yeah, yeah and so, it's, dripping with nostalgia and it's like you said it's the perfect yeah. length yeah yeah, you know? yeah. And I think, and I honestly do think it would have, if you had let it go on for longer, maybe, maybe it could have retained its interesting tale. But maybe was, only but... just another 10 minutes or yeah. so. Sure, I don't know yeah, that yeah. it could have gone on longer than that. Uh, what is shocking about it since 2005, it's like I was saying, um, it still really holds up. It looks fantastic for something that is now 12 years old. Yeah, and no, especially like, for CGI. Yeah. Because that's something that, Boy, you know, that stuff it dates ages itself. instantly. Yeah. It's almost like two years later you can tell, like, oh, this is dated. Yeah. yeah. And it's dated, but, but it's not It's not it so doesn't, bad that it doesn't you, distract. That you go. It doesn't distract from it at yeah. all. No. And I love just the serious, somber tone of it. And it's almost like lyrical. Mm-hmm. And I and I agree uh, with what you guys said about the only thing that kind of takes you out of it a little bit is the actual kaiju. Yeah, the kaiju looks like it's something from two thousand five. It reminds me very. It's very legiony. Yeah, I mean, he does say that he was influenced by the the newer Gamera series, and mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. If it had almost been a little more like Dagara y or something like that, I sure, think I would have sure. enjoyed it a little, maybe a tiny bit more. But I I even just wish it was like. Just kind of our traditional dinosaur. Yeah, actually, I, I'm shape. just gonna say we we yeah. watched some of his shorts that he made before this, which I'm guessing he could have used as a proof of concept video for mm-hmm. yeah. if he was getting funding for Negadon. But you know, just watching that, it's sort of painfully obvious that there are limitations to what someone can accomplish in using CGI in 2005. Yeah, and so maybe. He didn't have the ability to make something as rubber suited looking as we would have liked I to agree. see on there. Yeah. Um, I thought that monster Negadon actually reminded me very much of the sort of end boss from the Incredibles. Oh, they're the, fighting yeah. the giant the robot. Droid? Yeah. The Omnidroid. I thought it looked very similar to that in a it, cool way. It is. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Right. But, uh, the cool thing about watching a little short movie is that 
it's just easy to sit down and enjoy for the brief amount of time and then you can, you know, discuss and move on kind of And thing. it's distilled. I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to wade through a talkie point or something like that. Yeah. It's just yeah. enough of everything you will enjoy in something like that. You've, and, tr- you've trimmed the fat. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Very little character <laughs> development, but they did get some in there. They're, they're archetypes. Yeah, so yeah. that's fine. And you definitely know. the archetypes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Katsura. <laughs> you yeah. can almost hear the, uh, Dr. Mifune from mm-hmm. Terror of Mechagodzilla. Oh, it's so fun. Though. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Every, I hope everybody goes out and launches this, tracks it down. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's super, super fun. And, um, you know, when they did release this movie or when they were pr- uh, promoting the movie, Central Park Media, they had a contest where you could submit artwork of your own kaiju design to their offices. And, uh, I actually got a piece of artwork in there. <laughs> yeah. So if you watch the Shikigan, special features, it's, it's on the more page. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's like, what is it called? Ka- Kaiju, Kaiju a go go. Yeah. It's got a, which I, I guess I totally ripped off that name for our panel when I think we did, um, in Emerald city, I think it was called Kaiju a go go. <laughs> so <laughs> what's original. We won't get sued. It yeah. all comes back around. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I won't get sued for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all comes back around. Uh, so let's talk about what you didn't like about Nagadon. Was, I mean, we, we all loved it because I think it successfully tapped into something that we love about the show era films, obviously. But what, it, it where did it, spot. where did it fail as, as a show era? As any part of, you know, the movie watching experience. Oh, I mean, I think other than, again, the limitations of CG to, to realistically capture a human being mm-hmm. is, is probably maybe the only thing. It's like, it's really good though. I mean, the, the people are about as good as you could get in 2005. Yeah. Um, and of it course, it looks like current day PlayStation 4 graphics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It looks like, yeah, that cutscene type stuff in, in mm-hmm. video games. Um, but no, beyond that, I can't think of anything. I, I just, it's, it's just about perfect for what it is. Cool. Yeah. Other than, you know, like we had mentioned the kaiju, I have no complaints. I would have liked maybe a, a little bit more of a Shoah era soundtrack, maybe. But, sure. Sure. But I mean, that's just, I'll I'm even just, go as far as to agree but, with that and yeah. say soundtrack, including sound effects, because yeah. it would have been cool to hear. But that's just, just no, yeah, that's just yeah. nit. Finding something that's that's a yeah sure yeah I feel the same way I feel like I'm just I'm trying to level some sort of criticism against it really doesn't well it's it is a little difficult to give something that's a short film that's so well done Mm -hmm. criticism because you know it's a short film you Mm -hmm. we know it needs to stay at that sort of length I would like to know if he did anything more. I mean, or if he um, just was happy with what he produced and he went on to do something. Well, in 2010. Um, Awazu made a movie called Planzet, mm-hmm. which also looks to be CGI. Yeah. I have not seen it. I'm is not it sure. F- does it say if it's a feature or a short? That's a great question. And I can answer that question as soon as I scroll down and tell you that it's 53 minutes. So it's a double short. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know what you'd call that. That's an, an art that house technically, film. I think it makes <laughs> yeah. it a feature if it's over 40 minutes. I think it is. Yeah, technically. <laughs> Yeah. Sure, art house film. We'll yep. go with that. I, I'd actually like to see it. I'm going to check it out and sure. I'm going to look on YouTube to see if it, there's anything available about it. What about you? I mean, did you? Is there My, you could say? I think you know negative stuff. It's it is a little boring when we compare it to the vibe, the feel of the next film we're going to talk about, Gehara. It's a little you know it's a little boring compared to that, but on its own. I don't even really have any complaints. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, it's, it's a, 
I'll tell you this. When I think about putting together film festival programming, there is always a thing in my mind where I'm like, it'd be so cool to put a short and then the movie, you know, and this and, you know, Negadon and Gehara and any of the other short kaiju films that are out there that I feel are successes. Mm -hmm. They're on the, you know, they're on the board for potentially going into this programming. So I would absolutely show this to a crowd. Mm-hmm. Before you watch a real Showa era kaiju film, yeah, that'd be super rad, right? I think anybody who's a Showa era fan would appreciate this. And get I think anybody that's a monster get, fan would appreciate it. Yeah, get a yeah. huge kick out of it. So I'm not sure what kind of availability it still has, but I remember like this came out in 2005 from Central Park, and uh, the DVDs should be out there. I just, you know, I can't imagine the demand is going to be that high. What's well, US Manga Cars though? Isn't it? Um, I don't know if they still carry it though. You know uh, what I mean? Right. I don't even know if there's still a company. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It could be out of print or something. Yeah. So, but, ah, hit Amazon. I'm hitting Amazon right now for you <laughs> listeners just because I care that much. Yeah. You can get it for, uh, 1999 or and, yeah. Check YouTube or check YouTube. Check the show notes because yeah. by the end of this, I might actually have, uh, have a way for you to watch it, but it's, it's totally worth watching. Um, favorite stuff. Like I, I'd say my favorite thing about the movie is that look, the fact that he created his own filter, you know, yeah. the, you know. which he described very thoroughly, but, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what did he call it? The, it's the, Awaza it's his last filter. name. It's the, yeah, the, the, the Awazu filter. Yeah. No, Awaza it's great because it's degraded in just the right amount of traditional old cinematic kind of dust and scratches and pops and everything like that yeah. without being distracting. Cause that's one of the things I hate is when somebody tries to make something look old. Overly, he was, he, he was yes. ahead of Tarantino and yeah. Robert Rodriguez for grindhouse by a yeah. couple of years <laughs> who used the exact same, you know, uh, scratches. Sure, and the methods, well, and I'll yeah, say he, stuff. like he refrained from doing things like the film skips and stuff, which kind of distract yeah. me because yeah. then they seem, they seem fake when you put them in like that. Yeah, artificially. For, this was like yeah. the perfect amount where you, it gave it, Text, texture, what it reminded me it of didn't is watching it on, a, on a, an old tube TV. Yeah. And that's what I just, I really sure, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah and, it, and it didn't distract. Like, not you weren't at like all. obvious, like, oh my God. I'll tell you what, my favorite thing is, I said this while we were watching the movie, it's like, I love that space is blue with just pinholes <laughs> for space. Because there's something about that, and especially like, again, like something like the Mysterians or uh, Ghidra or any of those, like, that. Uh, especially I think there's a scene of the space station in uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. It's like that blue space just instantly takes me back to being a child and looking at an old kaiju movie on totally, TV. Yeah. There's something about it. It's like, I love it. There's, it's romantic again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally worth, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it's worth $20. I think it's worth $20 obviously. Cause I bought the disc, but if you're a completionist, if you're a completionist, if you have to have, Physical media, I'd say go for it. You know, mm-hmm. at least it's twenty dollars and not forty, fifty dollars like some of those other. I would say twenty dollars, considering twenty dollars is a pizza, and anybody that's listening to the show that really does appreciate that era of stuff, you spend that twenty bucks. I think you're gonna easily get twenty dollars in for uh, entertainment, just showing it to your friends that also like it. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. You know, and lending it around and things like that. I think I, there's nothing wrong with like. Pitching 20 bucks towards this thing. Yeah. And then 20 is really not that bad anymore. <laughs> and support the monster arts. Yeah, you why guys. not? But, yeah, but right. seriously, I mean, I think final thoughts, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious from mm-hmm. all of us. 
we're giving this two thumbs way up because of what it is, what yeah. and ha- where this exists in the giant monster. Yeah, these are big thumbs you know? up. It's it's you know if you're going to use a, a rating system, I mean, this is a five star. I think it's just exactly he he achieved exactly. We see so many failures when people try and achieve something maybe is supposed to be tapping into an old nostalgic thing. And it's like, well, you didn't get it. Yeah. Either you, you're, you're focusing all the bad points, which, you know, again, death cop is a perfect example of that. It's like, you're, you're ridiculing it or you're kind of, yeah. Yeah. And that is not what this is. Boy, he, he just gets it. And again, when we move on to our next film, I think they get it too. It's like, yeah, it doesn't come across as forced at all. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, Not forced. And I mean, it's very obvious. He's not just hitting the kaiju genre here. He's hitting that giant robot thing. You said uh, Tetsujin 28. And I'm going to also say like Johnny Sacco as well. A little bit of a vibe with those guys. And, um, but still lending, you know, some modern, like sort of like effects that you couldn't do in the 60s Certainly, yeah. via CGI, but still making it look like it should be something out of a 60s Well, film. the point to be made about that, too, is like uh, none of it feels like he was just elaborating on that look just to do it, just to be just for the cool fact or something like that. If they had had the ability in 1964 making a Johnny sure, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. they would have put those cool things in. You yeah, know? They wouldn't absolutely. have thought twice. So it, it still feels fine. It doesn't feel weird or anything to have those slightly more elaborate designs or, or actions happen in it. You know what? I was also thinking, um, especially when they went from when he grabbed Negadon mm-hmm. and launched him into space, yep. totally thinking of Pacific Rim. Certainly. Yeah. And yeah. that scene with uh, Gypsy Danger and Otachi. Yeah. So, I mean, assume, there's so much good in here. Del Toro has seen this. Yeah. Certainly. Or, yeah. you know, you well, assume they've seen someone on the crew had seen it in yeah. quotation marks. You know? Well, I mean, again, like what's original? That, yeah. that, Flying something into space has been used so many times in pop culture and genre sure, fiction. Sure. So it's like, you know, it's always the, how masterfully it's done. Hey, yeah. I'll even just go as far as to say, like, it would have been awesome if someone used this as a proof of concept. Look that it can be done. Someone can do it and yep. it's still entertaining, yeah. you know, as a proof of concept kind of thing to legendary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But anyway, uh, so yeah, there you go. I mean, Negadon. Monster from Mars, totally worth checking out. Um, I'm really glad that we watched that film, and I think it's time to move along to Gehara, the dark and long-haired monster. ゲハラ様の封印は解かれてしまった。もう止めることはできん。彼は一体何を見たんでしょう。ポドを恐ろしみにあったんでしょうか。これは怪獣。今回の一連の怪事件は全て怪獣の仕業だと見て間違いないということ
YouTube video up. Okay, yeah. So, I know it's at one point it yeah. was available on and YouTube. And that was a little while ago. Yeah. So, so now seeing it at uh, CRISPR, it was nice. Yeah, I had not seen it before. Okay, cool. So uh, let's let's hear your initial thoughts. What would you think? I thought it was perfect. It, it's another one that's like, and it goes a totally different direction. Um, it's not, even though it's shot to be, you know, a physical monster movie and it's like, it's not slavish to a particular era, like the show era or anything like that. Um, and it's just, again, the right length. Uh, I will say the one thing, it's got a lot of humor, which is great and it's good humor. It's not insulting. It's, it's maybe it's a little, uh, you know, Eastern humor. There's some sure. things that are maybe we wouldn't usually use in our comedies, but it's so funny. Uh, and it is intentionally ham-fisted, which I love. It's intent, like some yeah. of the dialogue is intentionally written to be like so over the top, uh, in the right way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I highly enjoy it. It's good. And the, uh, the stinger kind of at yeah, the end is so worth yeah. it. It's so good. Yeah. Jeff and I were talking about that as well. And, um, I think, I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way, Jeff, but the way that I looked at that was the awesome thing about how that one ends is it just you get this fantastic short movie and then the stinger at the end makes you go oh snap that is amazing and it it really really ends with a high note i mean Mm -hmm. such a great great feeling at the end of that and it doesn't need a sequel yeah yeah yeah, set it up for one it doesn't need one it's just perfect the way it is yeah Yeah. it's almost like i'd say it even does it better than history of the world part two yes exactly yeah Yeah, i kind of felt like it was like almost like a like it felt like a millennium series movie. Yeah. Just, it felt yeah. just in yeah. its tone. Yeah. Like you said, it, you know, yeah. it's kind of campy, got a lot of humor, fairly fast paced until like the end. I kind of felt like it started to kind of drag a little bit <laughs> until <laughs> it, it says the end, you know, and, the, and then the spaceship comes. Yeah. And then from that, that last two minutes, you just like, that's the way to end a movie. Yeah. Whatever, though. whatever yeah. faults you had before are erased because you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> that was just awesome. And you're yeah. like, you come out of the theater pumping your fist. Right? It's, yeah. it, it reminds me it's, um, it's got kind of the same genuine humor from like almost like a naked gun movie or an airplane. <laughs> There's something about it. It's like, yeah. it's not maybe quite that lampoonish or silly. But it's still got a few things where they bring out the secret weapon, which I don't want to ruin for people who haven't seen it. It's and so the, the American. It's in. so perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. and it's hilarious. It's really and it's a, like genuinely well written comedy. I, I really enjoyed it. I think it moves along really well. I think I it's funny because it almost doesn't feel like it's 20 minutes long. I mean, it seems to like really move. It really well. Yeah. It packs in yeah. a lot into yeah. that 20 minutes. Yeah. And this makes a perfect double feature. Oh yeah, yeah. Does exactly. it? Kind of yeah, like I think so. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you didn't take part in this, you know, discussion homework, this is your chance. Uh, hopefully, now the problem here is that Gehara at one point was on YouTube. Yeah, and I think it's gone. I now. think it's gone. So maybe I can find something like Daily Motion or something else yeah, where it's service, online. But you uh, but have it's a, totally worth watching. Yeah. But you have a Blu-ray of it, right? Yeah, so I saw this movie um very I don't want to say very shortly after it was released, but you know, I think I saw it on YouTube as well and I was immediately impressed. I was already impressed with the pre-production stuff that I had mm-hmm. seen. 
uh, posted on Sci-Fi Japan, which I'll include some links to some uh, pages from Sci-Fi Japan and August Rigoni's blog about these movies. Um, but yeah, I had already pretty much made up my mind that I was excited for this film. And when I finally saw it, I was like, that was so great. And when you compare that to Death Kappa again, I'm just going to keep doing that, obviously. Uh, because it fails. It yeah, fails well, so, so miserably. Where I think Death Kappa wanted to be was what you get in Gehara. Yeah. And that kind of humor where it's like, I don't feel offended by no, the fact that all. they poked fun at those things because I thought they were poked fun of perfectly, like in an airplane-ish way mm-hmm. yeah. almost. And yeah, I just really well, I appreciate that about Gehara. Well, I would say about Gehara is like what they what they poke fun at isn't the deficiencies of the movies. They don't go like, look, you can see that the tanks have, you know, soda straws for for gun barrels. Yeah, and yeah. You can see the strings and how poor they are. So they're, yeah. they're not doing that at all. His model work for the super weapon in the tanks are stuff. They're they're nice. They're done well. They're really, so, really done well. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's great. You're like again, they didn't. I, yeah, they weren't mocking these things yeah. at all. So for, you know, the this movie was released, this short film was released mm-hmm. on DVD and Blu-ray in Japan and um and the fact that it has English subtitles mm-hmm. on the legitimate release which is unheard of practically, you know. Uh I was like I got to have that. So I decided to buy the Blu-ray. Unfortunately, I lent it out to some friends but they uh I forgot to ask for it back before this. Don't so we you watched think, a, a, a different version. Don't yeah. you think that, you know, because be, you're comparing this a lot to Death Kappa, and the reason that, you know, the two films that we just watched are successful are because they're 20 minutes and not 80 or 90 minutes long. Because you think if they were to try to make Gahara into a 90-minute film, that might have been a little more difficult. I think that would have been more difficult for the subject matter of Gahara. Yeah. Yes, because I the think I would have lost yeah. interest pretty quickly. If yeah, that was, because it's the the Saturday Night Live taking the joke too far. <laughs> yeah, well, that I was going to say X for matter or X. Oh, yeah, yeah. G eight summit. The G eight summit. That one, thing yeah, is for sure. so long, too so, long. Yeah, so that another perfect example of how you can tackle a comedic kaiju film mm-hmm. in modern day, but fail. Yeah, you know, failed to make something if it had again been twelve minutes long, which I think I said on the actual episode is like if it had been twelve minutes long, it would have been perfect. But it was not, and you just are counting the minutes for that thing to be over. So in terms of like comedies, right? Like I think Gehara is probably takes like the number one spot, much funnier, and there are more films out there like. Um, like we haven't watched Demi King yet. I actually have never seen Demi King. No, I know I it's not either. a comedy, but I know yeah. it's like sort of a different kind of kaiju movie. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Shinpei Hayashiya's movies, Riego right. and Raiga, are sort of comedies in a sense. It's funny. Light, I actually or... kind of got into yeah. like a little bit of an argument with him in Japan in January. Because he was talking about his movies because he said, like, oh, Riego serious, Raiga funny. So his new one, Raiga versus Olga, is supposed to be serious. And I was like, yes, but not serious, serious. You know, like, <laughs> you're not, these movies aren't serious. <laughs> you can't tell me that what you've done for the first film, especially of his, which I don't know if either of you guys have seen I've it. I've yet to see it. It's, it's, 
insane. I mean, it's a crazy, crazy movie. And, uh, hopefully we'll be able to watch that at some point with yeah. subtitles and really crazy in a like big man, Japan sort of way. Like this, in a sense, yeah, over it's, the top it's like bizarre. some of it's over the top. Some of yeah. it, some of it's like the humor just, um, you, you said earlier, mm-hmm. some, some aspect of it, I can't remember if it was Gehara or Negadon mm-hmm. was very Eastern and, Oh yeah, that was, uh, that was Gehara. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Hayashiya's sense of humor is very easy to like, uh, sort of absorb and mm-hmm. really get into the moment when you're hanging out with him and, uh, or you're watching something that he's done. But Riego, I'm going to say if it's supposed to be serious, I don't think it's, I think he did it wrong. <laughs> he misses the mark. <laughs> if, yeah. if it's supposed to be funny, I think it's more Eastern funny. And right. that's why it's not as, I don't Where like it nearly a, as much as Riego. Yeah. Kind of a twitch of slapstick to it to it's some degree. Definitely. It's got like, some slapstick. It's yeah. got a lot of like, so did you offend him? When no, you said no, that. No. Or? I, well, first up, I don't speak Japanese really, so <laughs> I don't think it really came through. <laughs> but like, you know, trying to trying to talk to, I mean, Hayashi is hilarious. He's a lot of fun to just even just kind of hang out with. So it's not like we focused on any of that stuff for too long. It was all sort of just like conversation and passing. Mm-hmm. But uh, just in case you didn't hear, I am going to be. I have a very small role in his next movie. <laughs> it was fun. We actually. Filmed a brief scene when we went right before dinner and I was, I'm in the military. This is, we're getting, I'm getting off topic. I shouldn't say we are. I'm getting off topic, but, um, yeah, look for me as a, as a person who delivers some bad news <laughs> in, in that film whenever it comes out. But, uh, you know, in terms of what I was talking about, the comedy stuff, like Gahara has it where it counts and like it's sort of just like, it's the epitome of it's doing not, this in yeah, the and proper it's way. It's not trying to make a joke every single minute. It, it does punctuate it well with its, yeah. with its humor. Like, you know. And I, I totally agree. It should, these, neither of these two movies should be longer than 20 minutes, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. There's the perfect length and yeah. it just makes a lot of sense. It does a lot of its comedy, which I appreciate. When I say like ham fisted, I mean, it's like the, the dialogue is so weighty. Like, and I mean, like they're trying to make such a point, but it's, exaggerated to the point of yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. much like kind of some of the the Heisei-ra sort of godzilla movies well they'll they'll make a a statement about like you know godzilla's the real victim here because it's yes, mankind yes, that's yes. evil yeah um <laughs> and they do a lot of those but they do it so straight-faced it's just perfect i just and i love straight-faced comedy i just really enjoy it when somebody can deliver a line of absurdity like completely uh, you know, like Dan Aykroyd or, or Harold Ramis and Ghostbusters kind of thing. And that's, that's what this has. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. Les- Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Perfect <laughs> example. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love the, I love the line where he's all like, you know, brings up the environmental issue. Yeah. Exactly. Which comes yeah. out yeah. of like, what? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this, this one, like, so I said dripping with, with nostalgia for Negadon mm-hmm. and, you know, it's almost as if someone's just saying, like, I'm going to make the ultimate kaiju comedy, and they're they're looking at everything that we love about those films, and they're saying, like, we love them too, but you got to admit, they're, they're this, silly. Is, this is yeah. silly, you know? Yeah, it's silly. Yeah, it's and, like, and, and as the viewer, I am like, yes, you are absolutely right. It's I, because everything's a matter of degrees, uh-huh. and it's like they dialed it up to 11 to make it funny, like from a 10 where it would be weighty and important in a normal movie yeah, like, yeah. or a more serious kaiju movie. It's like they just took it 
again a little further in that uh like leslie nielsen sort of way the zucker brothers sort of old comedies like airplane where you deliver this really somewhat yeah serious line <laughs> but it's in such absurd circumstances it's really funny so and it's like you know this type of comedy it's a fine line to walk because and you think especially for fans it's either gonna it's gonna hit a chord or you're gonna offend them mm-hmm. right sure yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a fine line to walk between especially today between like parody or like you're just making fun of it yeah you know so they they did a fantastic job I, we don't need to necessarily talk about this in general sort of Daikaiju discussion terms, but I mean, was there anything you didn't like about Gehara? I think maybe the only thing I can say is there was points where it was a little too dark. Like, like all visually in general, too dark, yeah, right? visually yeah. too dark. Like it was hard to see a few things. Yeah. So it's like, and I'm sure that was to disguise some of the effects. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah. There's, a, I think, a scene where you see Gahara on the top of a, a wooded hillside, and it's like, that's so dark, I cannot tell what the hell is going on or where I'm supposed to be looking. Um, and one or two scenes in the city with Gahara were pretty, pretty blacked out. Um, yeah. Beyond that, no. That's, uh, that's actually one of the else. reasons I bought it on Blu-rays, because yeah. I wanted to have, like, the best possible presentation yeah. for this movie. I mean, it's – I mean, I, th- so we haven't talked about how this one was made um, so please excuse me a little bit while I sort of review, um, this page because essentially there's a late night TV series on NHK. I'm not sure if it's still around mm-hmm. called Play TV Perform. And this mini movie, Gihara, was made for that. Um, it was broadcast as part of a 50 minute special on February 24th. And I'm guessing that was 2009. It'd be interesting to see a collection of things that they aired for this segment. Oh, this, certainly. This show. Yeah, I don't yeah. think any of them are like any of the other ones are kind related, but yeah, I, I think it's an interesting concept to have these short things on TV that are obviously well, bringing some sort of nostalgic flavor to really it. Really like, pretty really well produced. People. I mean, yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. look cheap or dumb or bad. I mean, the, the one or two effects that are meant to look bad are meant to look bad. Yeah, and so this one fine. specifically, much more so than Negadon, I think, mm-hmm. was a large crew effort, yeah. you know. So Gehara has a number of people involved in it who have been involved in other kaiju productions. Uh, just starting out with Kyu Takataguchi, who is the director of this. He uh, has done a lot of Ultraman stuff. He has done Neo Ultra Q. Oh, that's a great series. So cool. Anyway, so he's the guy who did Gehara in terms of directing. But I think even uh, in terms of like the crew, Shinji Higuchi, who is the special effects director for the Gamera series, worked on this. And then he's got like actors like Shiro Sano, who played the guy who had all the sort of like heavy dramatic dialogue. Mm -hmm. He's a huge kaiju fan. So like, I'm sure that he. He was probably like, please let me be in this, you know? Yeah. And uh, the other guy who I recognized, um, I should say there are a couple of people that I recognize, but the other one that I definitely recognized is Hiroyuki Watanabe, who uh, I think he was in the one of the camera films, but he was definitely in GMK. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, I mean, it was just really fun, fun, fun to watch. And uh I really, I have no criticisms of it. It's like no. absolutely one of my favorite things. That's probably my favorite thing that's been produced in the past 20 years. Maybe not 20 years, but 
I mean, yeah, it's definitely it's like in the top ten for the past ten, fifteen years at least. Mm-hmm. Like I would put this on par with something like not on par with something like GMK, but something on par with like an Ultraman episode, yeah. where mm-hmm. you know you're looking at the same sort of a block of time, thirty minutes, twenty twenty two yeah. minutes, you know, yeah. for an Ultraman episode. You know, I I think that the effects in Gahara are just as good as any of the stuff from the last Ultraman series, Ultraman X, and you know that this is. Six years later, so, no, seven years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I would say for me, Gehara it just occupies a really special place in in that giant monster landscape for you know me personally. It would be tough to catch lightning in a bottle twice on that thing. Sure, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think he probably just that one just happened to be just right. I yes. Mean, so, and it's probably good that they didn't try and do anything else. They don't have the 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 problem like we have here in the States where everything needs to be sequelized over and over and over again into yeah. infinity. Um, I think they know when they've like done it right and they're like, good, good enough. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, so that pretty much covers mm-hmm. our two movies for this Daikaiju discussion episode. I will apologize to the listeners for not announcing this one. This should have been something that I at least posted up on Facebook, but you know, Hey, the bonus is we don't have to read anybody else's homework for this. Uh, and as you can tell, we all loved these two films. So if you can check them out, I highly suggest it. And I think these two lovely gentlemen would also share that sentiment. Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's take a quick break and then we will come back with the news. This is United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. So we do actually have some cool stuff to talk about, and I'm going to start things off with the Godzilla anime. Who knows about the Godzilla anime in this room? I've read a bit. I've seen some of the production stills. They look nice. Uh, it'll be interesting what it is. Yeah. Uh, just like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So and this is the first time. Yeah. It's we like, haven't talked too much yeah. about it on the, on the podcast. Mm-mm. I guess that's because it seems like such a different entry. It doesn't seem like a standard Godzilla movie. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not anticipating it as much as I would be a normal Godzilla film. Which is weird because it is an official is. Godzilla film. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's going to be CGI animated or I think it's 2D traditional animated. Yeah, it's yeah. traditional. So it is an from actual film. It is right? an actual yeah. film, yeah. and it's supposed to be released this year. Yes, because yeah, I saw they and you know released a couple of stills. Yeah, but yeah. That's what they haven't. We've shown seen Godzilla. exactly three pieces of concept art. The yeah. one that's the poster mm-hmm. image. And then they've released two official pieces of artwork. That yeah, one like some mechs. Very yeah. little information. Yeah. But it's really cool looking. I mean, it looks like it's definitely set in the future. Yeah. And definitely uh, looks like people are coming back to Earth for some reason. And, I mean, I don't know anything about it. Other I have than not seen a synopsis that. or anything yeah. like that. So I don't know what's going on with it. I mean, I'm excited in so much as I, I like animation. So and it's like, although I'm not a giant animated nerd. Sure, yeah. Uh, when it's successful, I highly enjoy it. And this is this is cool just because it's like for his entire history, other than a few parodies and one little tiny bit in crayon shin, he's never been animated. Yeah. Like yeah. not in official capacity, which is shocking for Japan. Like, yeah, why has they never sure. been turned into an animated something or other? So it does look like it has some serious potential. There is a convention 
happening in Japan called Anime Japan from March 23rd to March 26th. And apparently there is a panel or presentation planned for that event. Um, it's going to be on the red stage. And if you look on their, uh, their schedule, it's Polygon Pictures who is producing this. And they're the ones who are involved with this actual presentation. So what I'm hoping is that after this convention happens, we're going to know a little bit more about the film. Uh, they've already picked the cast members. So this is a translated. So I'm hoping I'm going to say these right. Um, Kaji Yuki, Sakurai Takahiro, Sugita Tomozukazu, Suwabe Junichi, Hanazawa Kana, Miyano Mamoru. Again, these are from an anime. So I don't know any of these names. They're not anybody that I've ever heard of before, but they're going to be on stage talking about the experience of being involved on this. Mm. Um, the only other thing I know is that Norman England worked on translating the sort of Bible for this particular mm. movie. Cool. And what he said on the mm. Kaiju Transmissions podcast yeah. that he is that he thinks it's pretty interesting. So yeah. that's actually pretty high marks from, I think from Norman. So. What will be interesting is how much – will it be like Shin Godzilla and be a really huge departure from what fans expect? And I, I think that'll be the more interesting thing to me. I think like, it's going to be a huge departure from anything we've seen before, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, but I mean, even meaning like continuity and like, oh, yeah, like, is yeah. this going to be another much like Shin Godzilla where it's like we start over and this radically different direction that we've ever seen Godzilla before? Well, let me ask so, you, yeah. how do you feel about that? Would you like to see that? Well, um, blowing up the timeline as it were. Oh, I'm fine with that. I, I love the idea of, of reinterpreting the character over and over again in completely different ways. Sometimes they're successful and sometimes they're not, but I love the fluid idea of continuity in Japan, which I think we would be cooler if we had here in some of our film franchises. Sure. Like sure. Instead of trying to just slavishly stay committed to the way something has always been done. Mm hmm. Um, I would, yeah, I, I'm totally cool with that. If it's some future story, distant future, it's like, it works in comic books. You can do something like one of the IDW books and have Godzilla go to hell or, yeah, yeah. you know, show up in a totally different time period or the distant future. That's cool with me. Yeah. Like, I'm totally a, cool with that. That's perfect that yeah. you said that because I was actually going to reference our conversation last night with uh, the people at our table, mm -hmm. we were talking about the IDW comics. And one of the things that I mentioned was that some of the best work that IDW's done have been those anthology books mm -hmm. where yeah. each issue is a different, completely separate story from yeah. the next one. Much in the same way that I would love to see a compilation of kaiju short stories, you know. Um, I think that the Millennium series was originally supposed to act like that, where every film had its own continuity, right. its own kind of thing. And they were letting the directors really flex their muscles and mm -hmm. or spread their wings or whatever you want to say there. And I think that unfortunately Toho sort of like fell back on their old ways. Yeah. And they got know, cold they, feet. They, yeah. Well, and they also, you know, they got, I think they got some a modicum of success with some of the movies and they yeah. decided to just I mean I love Masaki Tezuka's growth in his mm -hmm. three films Certainly. but at the same time like I really kind of wish we would have gotten to see different directors for each of those movies I agree. and if that's what we're seeing coming up right now where yeah. Shin Godzilla was such a departure from what we had seen 
the Godzilla anime is going to be such a departure from what we've seen. Bring it on. Let me see more of that. I yeah. would love to see more imaginative takes on Godzilla just in terms of like doing something different that Certainly. we don't need to yeah. see the same stuff rehashed. Yeah, I would, I would be disappointed if this anime Godzilla is somehow connected to the film universe. Sure, yeah. Because Godzilla is such a great character. I want to see different interpretations, mm-hmm. different stories, different origins. Yeah, I that's think, one of the... I think that's, you know, that's what fans of the character would love to see. Yeah, I think that's one of the things about the IDW series is as a... Uh, they're, they're take a lot of di- uh, risks with the stories. The one thing they can't do is redesign the character. Mm-hmm. They have to use the trademark. Like, yeah. And with whatever anime company that's producing this, they may come up with some totally new design that like maybe all of us have been waiting our whole lives to see and some new mm-hmm. way of animating mm-hmm. him or treating him or treating his personality. That's exciting. I mean, that's really, uh, you know, I like that kind of change. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like, unless they decided to turn him into something that was so far away from what we respond to as the character of Godzilla. Yeah. I can't imagine this isn't going to be good. Yeah. Oh, you know what else this kind of reminds, this potentially reminds me of, you ever see the Matrix um, animated series? Exactly. There's even a Batman series that's like, mm-hmm. um, oh, it's called the Animatrix. Yes, that's what exactly. it was. It was like yeah. s- short animated films that were, you know, each having their own individual stories and they were connected only because they were part of the Matrix universe. They did that for Batman as well. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. And I just think that this could be a really interesting era of Godzilla films. Well, and Marvel did two anime series that were both really really well done they did a uh punisher and uh black widow and a wolverine yeah but they're again radically different from what we're used to versions of these characters and it totally worked and i think that's i think that's what we'll see with this too cool that is just i got enough uh again connective tissue to the continuity that we're used to that we get it like he is still the metaphor he needs to be, still the creature he needs to be. Yeah. But maybe he looks different. Maybe he acts different. Maybe he's yeah. got a different soul than we've seen in him before. I totally and want it to be neat. like a Jason X thing. Like this. Oh, distant people, future? Yeah, distant I, future. I, come back to I, the yeah. earth and be like, oh I, my for God, some Godzilla's reason, still alive. Yeah, I never thought that. I never, that I never even considered. I just ex- considered like, oh, seeing the production art, it's like, oh, these are the trappings of anime. So, of course, you're going to see weird mechs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never even thought like, wow, it'd be. Wouldn't that be great if all the Earth's population left the Earth, but Godzilla continued to live on the planet and and then comes back to it? That's a great concept. So the concept that Eric Powell had for his Godzilla series was that when the kaiju arrive, Mm -hmm. everybody is screwed. And like they basically decimate modern society. Mm -hmm. And you're having to start over from ground – Ground like, zero. I don't know, like point zero. Like agrarian know. society. Exactly, because everything yeah. about modern society is destroyed. Yeah. 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 So it like that that concept is such a powerful image in my own, you know, in my mind. To treat it as an apocalypse is um uh, yeah, a great concept. And yeah. It's like I and, love that idea. We're so used to like the old like nuclear warfare. You know, man's strife creates the apocalypse. It's like, yeah, kaiju apocalypse. That's great. Yeah. That's the one thing about Pacific Rim that almost like when I first heard of the story, it's like, oh man, is this a world where humans barely can survive and they're constantly having to like, they've only scrapped together these giant sure, robots yeah, yeah, to survive yeah. against these monsters. 
that didn't end up being exactly what I thought yeah. it was, but I mean, I still enjoy that movie, but it's like that part of that, like idea of humanity having to hide or fight back from these things. It's like, uh, you know, fighting against the alien invaders sort of thing. I like that underdog sort of humanity oh, yeah, yeah. fighting something is, is always a great <laughs> totally. concept. Yeah. There was a Godzilla, like an IDW series. that sort of went, it went there. Like yeah. there was a decimated society. I, I can't remember if it was oblivion or yeah. whatever, but so anyway, off track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, anime coming out. Uh, for some reason, I'm way more excited than I was like when they first announced it. It's yeah. a lot of so, potential, so yeah. it's, it's easy to get excited about it. It's yeah, like they, they could go in a lot of directions. <laughs> so, uh, so that's, that's supposed to be this year. It's going to be released. It's supposed to Relatively be this year. Soon, everything, thought, everything like is summer-ish. saying 2017. So wow. they have, as far as I'm concerned, if they hit that, make it released in 2017. Kudos, well yeah. done. You know, because uh, if if they're going to continue to do this stuff, like. I really think Toho needs to learn from their past mistakes. They need to do everything they can to not, I will not break formulas and not do, I mean, it would be really cool to get a whole bunch of different, like kind of just crazy divergence Godzilla stuff mm-hmm. and then have somebody come in and finally be able to fine tune that Showa era vibe and into a Godzilla film made with modern special effects. I don't know. I I just think that there's, a lot there's an exciting time. There's a this whole is bunch an of exciting things. time for Kaiju. So films. is Toho like like co-producing this anime? Because don't they have to license? They the have character? a animation branch. I'm sure they're probably just creating it themselves. Honestly, I just yeah. don't know that much about it so um, far. I mean, I I need to learn more about the production, but yeah. there just has been very little information out. So we shall see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. In the I hope months. it'll get a release like Funimation will do after the success of Shin Godzilla. Oh, hopefully, it would. You get know, the they loved the success of Shin yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll see it here. I mean, that's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Maybe around October, like we saw for Shin, like maybe we'll be lucky enough to see this. That would be sweet. Theaters yeah. here. I don't know that it'll do the same sort of business, but at least if it's one night showing, I don't care. It's like. Yeah, or a couple yeah. nights showing in the Hollywood. That would be amazing. Yeah. Speaking of Funimation, let me just break from tradition here and be like, hey, you guys need to come out with a freaking release date for Shin Godzilla. People want to know. I have had so many people ask me, hey, when is Shin Godzilla coming out on home video? And mm-hmm. no one knows, Funimation. No. Answer the question. <laughs> anyway, uh, we should move along. So yes. moving along to the next story on our uh, agenda as we mentioned during the live show, actress Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things has been added to the cast of Godzilla 2. And Kyle Chandler mm-hmm. has also been added to the cast, which I think is funny because he was in Peter Jackson's Kong. Yes. So yeah. now we're getting more connections yeah. to other other giant monster industries. But uh, yeah, I mean, this I've got... Uh, Semi high hopes for what Michael Doherty could do yeah, with the I like Godzilla. Well enough. I mean, I w- again like Gareth Edwards in many ways. I would love to see more of his work than just uh, than Trick or Treat, which I love mm-hmm. absolutely. Love. And Krampus and, and Krampus, yeah. which again I will also reiterate since I I mentioned it on the last episode. I totally uh, made a mistake. So if you listened to the live episode, I said something about there being this cool sub story about a changeling and that was not in Krampus. That was actually in uh, some other Christmas horror anthology thing that I watched, which is a bummer because I was saying, wow, he, I really like Michael Doherty's work and he did this one thing that I thought was super creepy. Uh, and it wasn't from Michael Doherty, unfortunately. 
I mean, it'd be cool to see more stuff from him. He, I mean, he's two for two. Sure. You like? Did you like Krampus? We I, haven't actually I, talked to you guys about Krampus. I, I liked Krampus. Okay. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, I would have wished to see a little bit more of the creatures. Sure. You know, but, yeah. but I mean, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It had a, it felt to me like an eighties movie. But like in terms of his interpretation, I mean, I think he even said on Twitter something like, I've been wanting to make a Godzilla movie since I was 12 or something like that. I mean, it's, he seems excited about it and that mm-hmm. makes me excited. Of course. About yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Cause like even with Gareth Edwards, if he hadn't, I mean, he's, you listen to Gareth Edwards talk about Godzilla movies and even though he's very British and very Proper almost and, yeah. <laughs> thoughtful in the way he yeah. speaks, he doesn't really get super excited. You can tell he likes Godzilla movies. And so yeah. hearing Michael Doherty have that same sort of affection for these films, yeah, and enthusiasm, genre, and, you know, yeah. it, I say bring it on, you know, Certainly. at this point, I don't have any crazy fantasies about any American style directors, Hollywood directors, I'll say to tackle the Godzilla franchise. So all I care Michael about, Doherty. yeah, anymore is like, uh, as long as the films deliver on, you know, entertaining me for, it's all, I'm sure, not yeah, asking yeah. for Lawrence of Arabia anymore. <laughs> you know, there was a time when I was like, I want that perfect, you know, it hits all the points. It's dark and it's funny and it's yeah. entertaining. It's got tons of monster actions. Like realistically, it's like, we got two really good movies recently. Like we should just be happy and we'll, we'll hopefully get another one with Kong and we'll get another one with the next Godzilla. It's like, yeah, there's, there's no reason to leave, lose sleep over whether or not these movies are going to be the biggest movie of all time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, I'm, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I understand that. With the way Hollywood works, you'd have to have a very special crew involved to be able to say, we're going to pull this off entirely with practical effects. Yeah. And like, sure, it's just never going to happen, right? You know, but you're never going to get a God, a King Kong or Godzilla movie with practical effects. Right. Not in Hollywood. Yeah. No, no. They just they wouldn't not. make it. So so like, yeah. That for, era is gone. So I, uh, there's a level of acceptance mm-hmm. to all of these films. And so now it kind of sucks because now when, I hear that something is, you know, something's created with the level of practical effects that I love from like movies from the past. Mm -hmm. I get more excited for those films because of that aspect, you know, because they've opted to not go the CGI route. Yes. But I mean, the thing for me about like something like the Kong movie, we were talking earlier and like, mm-hmm. I'm, I've always been a Godzilla fan. I knew about that, you know, Godzilla Kong thing somehow. And I've always sided with the giant dinosaur. And so I wasn't very excited about the Kong movie. I'm kind of excited about it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some, some of that action. That I am sure I will enjoy me. it. And that's kind of all I want yeah. out of it. Yeah. It's like, you know, as long as I don't walk out of a movie, like a perfect example of something like, well, I hope it entertains me. And then I went and saw like Suicide Squad and it's like, it didn't. It was really badly made. I just wasn't entertained. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't. I don't foresee myself not being entertained by the new Kong movie. It's got sure, yeah, actors yeah. I like, and and I, I am critical of film, but I also recognize that like there's a lot of people that work really hard to make the best product they possibly can, and I'm I'm willing to give them the benefit of that doubt. Yeah, like, I think they'll probably produce a perfectly good movie. I think Mike Dory will make a perfectly good Godzilla movie, and so I'm sure I'll enter, uh, you know I'll enjoy it. So yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm too old to be a hater. Oh uh, yeah, agree. I think I yeah. was I was that way 
in my late 20s and early 30s where you're like, oh, what I grew up with is great. Everything new is no. But after a while, you're just like, you know what? They still do make good stuff. Sure, it's not the same as like when you were a kid, you have nostalgia for a lot of things you grew up with. But, you know, as like we're talking about Kong, I'm like, I'm excited for it. Yeah, sure, I think yeah, they yeah. put the effort in. You know, in it's like, hell, I, I would rather have this movie than not have a Kong movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like Kong fighting yeah. monsters. I'm like, in the 70s, I'm yeah, like, gonna... this looks cool, man. Uh, yeah, I think they're <laughs> trying. <laughs> they're like, trying to make a really you know? entertaining movie, and it looks like I think they'll succeed. And I, I like yeah. that idea. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've definitely, you know, we all hope that Godzilla and, and his ilk mm-hmm. – do well yes. and that they, you know, they perform for, for good reasons, obviously in the box office and hopefully in our hearts. Yeah. Well, I mean, can you imagine, like, did you ever think you'd get modern day giant budget Godzilla movies? No, never once. Or yeah. King Kong making a comeback. Yeah. I just thought like, I never thought genre movie would get to be this big. And I mean, when I say yeah. genre, I mean things like, the Star Wars movies are genre movies. The Marvel movies are genre movies. The DC, these, the kaiju verse that they're going to create. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Pacific Rim, those are genre movies. I never thought they would be treated this well. I mean, nerd movies like, rule the box. I, yeah, exactly. I never would have thought yeah. that nerd culture would have become yeah. this popular. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this goes back to even like back when you were working yeah. at things for another world. Exactly. You know, I did not think that, that we would ever see something like the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. I never would in a million Holy years believe smokes. there would have been like, a Deadpool movie. Yeah. and like, Or that it did well. Or especially at, like at the time, right? Like when yeah. you were working there yeah. and I would come in and we would, you know, Wax. shoot the breeze. <laughs> yeah. It was like the comic book movies that were coming out were, they weren't so total bad, garbage, but they were, but they were, it was like, the ratio of good to bad, it wasn't the same kind of judging that you have to do with today's comic mm-hmm. book movies because yeah. it's a just completely different scale. Certainly. Uh, it's, it's amazing to me at the same time, terrifying that we live in such a world where the stuff that I always thought was like, no one liked, you uh-huh. know, it's like massively popular. It's, a, it's it makes weird. you feel like, and again, this is the only analogy I can use to kind of like, uh, illustrate what i'm trying to say like now i get what people feel when they get uh like their team wins the super bowl or something like that like <laughs> i've never been a sports guy i hate it i don't know anything about it but like oh man now i get my my blockbuster movie the genre weird pop culture yeah geek thing got made into a good movie and people liked it that's amazing to me i feel like that same i assume that same excitement when people like have these like other like NASCAR or something like that. Yeah, which yeah I just yeah. simply yeah. cannot but, understand. But like but, I've never, I never yeah. ever once read Guardians of the Galaxy, right? But I, I, I can imagine but, some kid who did yeah. read Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. as like, oh my god, but, they're making a movie of my you know, favorite comic. You know what? The funny thing is too. I think it's like when something that's so kind of nerdy becomes so main mm-hmm. pop culture that you have part of the people are like, oh my god, this is awesome. The other part are like. No, this is mine. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. it's become so popular. Now I dislike it. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, you, you have that's, those, whatever. There's you have, nothing new about that. Though. There's I mean, nothing that, new about that. I mean, that's the thing yeah, with yeah. music too, right? Right. You have people like sure. I love a band, but it becomes too popular. I don't like. Oh, well, I can't like anymore. them. They yeah, yeah, sold yeah, out. Yeah. Everybody else likes them. So yeah, that's I mean, just elitism. We totally got called kaiju hipsters one time. Yeah, I did. I think I remember that somebody commented when we were 
we were reviewing Godzilla, Godzilla 2014. 2014. Yeah, yeah. Some guy in the morning was like, kaiju hipsters. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is a kaiju hipster? That's what I want to know. <laughs> You're looking at him, I guess. It, you know, it's just being elitist. I mean, yeah, really. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, and I don't, I'm tired of being an elitist. I'm tired of that idea of like just trying to be better than everybody else with my knowledge and what I like and what, oh, they like it too. Well, now I can't like it. And it's like, I'm not going to be that person anymore. I yeah. liked the 2014 Godzilla. I think it, it suffered its problems, but it wasn't nearly as bad as like some people would make it out. To be. Sure. I mean, I'm on that side of the fence where it's mm-hmm. like, I dislike it a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I watch it very little. And, yeah. but what I absolutely 100% get behind slash got behind slash will always be behind is the good that that movie did and is continuing to do for the kaiju genre. And like, I just, like I said about the, the potential for this anime film Mm -hmm. and beyond, like, it just makes me excited for the future of kaiju cinema for so many things. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. And and everything around that. Cause Mm -hmm. I, Clearly obsessed over that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I was so pleased that Shin Godzilla is just a ginormous hit. Yes. Because that ensures we're going to get more Godzilla. Yeah. More, yeah. Again, it, it legitimizes it so. to some some people that needed it legitimized in their eyes. And I'm talking like Studios X at Toho sort of people. Yeah. It did it. You know, it won all the awards. It had audiences love it. Mm-hmm. And it revitalized everything. And that is awesome. And... And the same thing yeah. is like, I'm excited that this Kong movie is coming out. I hope it's fun. I hope mm-hmm. it does well. So when Godzilla, the second one comes out next year, or is it 2019? Something like that. I think yeah. it's 2018 for Godzilla 2 and yeah, 2020 and then, for King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, and can you imagine if that actually happens? You're going to get a King Kong versus, did you ever, in the wildest dreams, imagine there'll be like a two hundred million dollar no. King Kong vs Godzilla. I thought, who the hell would see that? No, because and now I hopefully it happens. Back long time ago, when I used to draw a lot more, I actually was drawing my own Art Adams style, poorly rendered, of course, Art Adams style King Kong versus Godzilla, because mm-hmm. he always sort of like modernized yes. those like pinups that he did, mm-hmm. and I just remember saying to myself like. As much as I love King Kong versus Godzilla, I feel like the world must think this is the most ridiculous yeah, thing in the just world. Just the silliest thing ever. And the yeah, fact yeah. that they, the Thomas Tull announced that so early, you know, yeah. like he announced it last year or the year before or something like that. It's like, holy moly, we're going to have, like, that's so far in the future. Yeah. We, I just hope, like, is this really going to happen? Yeah. But now that yeah. you got King Kong is coming out, you got Godzilla 2 announced. I mean, unless they're both massive flops. Yes, exactly. That's the only thing that would derail it. Which is not out but. of the question. I mean, that's the, that definitely could occur. I think to me, the King Kong Godzilla thing is like, it's like, Oh, I'm, I, I will like it when it comes out. I'm not going to hold my <laughs> breath. I think what I'm much more excited by was the fact that I never thought I'd see an American Rodan Mothra and Ghidra. Yeah, Never. and we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with that. We, we just don't. know that we they don't. have it could the change. ability to use those characters. It, it yes, could change. I, but even if I got one of them, sure, yeah, like I'd be, be pretty amazed. I, I yeah. honestly just feel like the Rodan. most believable. I'm sorry to say this, Jeff. The most believable of those three, obviously, would be a Rodan yeah. creature. But um, I think that with what Legendary is doing mm-hmm. with these movies, what they're clearly trying to. Uh, they're actually kind of trying to tap into that almost sort of in a mm-hmm. sense 
show era vibe yep. that we kind of got, you know, that you could tell. Yeah. They're act, they're treating this with respect. They're treating it with excitement. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that, you know, that yeah. bodes well for them in my book. You know? Yeah. And enthusiasm for every, for the, yeah. the subject matter. Yeah. It's like, all right. Yes. So, anyway, so there we go. I think we're, we're all excited. This has been an yeah. extremely positive episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone's going to have to bring it down a little. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, here we, we go. Here on. we go. Yeah. Ultraman Orb the movie. Hmm. No, actually, I really love the Ultraman Orb TV series. I just finished it recently and it is funny. It is well shot. The special effects stuff with the monsters is awesome. So, you know, actually, neither of you guys were there for the Ultraman double screening at the no, Hollywood I Theater. We mentioned it in the live episode. It was very difficult to listen to. Actually, we even mentioned it in the last episode, too. Uh, the dubbing was bad. But, the, you know, visually speaking, those movies are still pretty fun to be a part of, especially if you know that series. So if you enjoyed Ultraman Orb, the TV show, Make sure you check out the link to Sci-Fi Japan's details about the Ultraman Orb movie, uh, because it should be coming out in the not-too-distant future, actually. Hey, can I segue there? Into MST3K? <laughs> Into Mystery Science Theater 3000 is yep. coming back to Netflix. I am super, super April excited 14th, for that. Yeah. yeah, April 14th, the Satellite of Love broadcasts again. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of ridiculously excited for it. I did not back the kickstarter campaign because they clearly did not need my money by the time i found out about it um but you know i i think we mentioned before on the show i know we mentioned before that my cousin is is crow t robot mm -hmm. and i'm very excited to see how well he does there were at least two screenings of that first episode for the kickstarter backers in i think one was in new york one was in chicago mm -hmm. and the the feedback they have like uh, NDAs or whatever that they've signed because saying that they have to be vague, but the feedback has been great so far. Yeah. So I don't know if they've got any kaiju stuff coming up. My cousin has yet to text me back. He's totally big timing me. What a jerk. What? But the uh, <laughs> Just kidding, Hampton. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it and hopefully they're going to do something giant monster related because it's, so. they've got a lot yeah. of episodes, I think. So I assume it's slated. coming on Netflix. Every, all the episodes will be dropped. You know, I'm, I, I would so assume too. so. Yeah. That's what Net, I would assume. That's what Netflix usually does. Yeah. yeah. So I assume everything yeah. will be dropped. Yeah. One of our, uh, our That's acquaintances, right. Chris Mr. Herndon, Christopher yeah. Herndon worked on a bunch of the miniature work and uh, he's a great guy. And it's pretty sweet that he got to work on that stuff. And he was very positive. I am a little trepidatious. Sure. Yeah. I am a little trepidatious just because I think I, and uh, here, here comes your negativity. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not opposed to bringing this series back and have all new actors and everything like that. I do wish that they almost had just created two new characters instead of using Tommy Crow and, oh, and really? replacing yeah, their yeah. voices because Bill Corbett or Trace Below and, and Kevin Murphy are so much of those characters. I kind of wish they just made new robots. Just that it was a new, new, well, a new series. A new hopefully, movie. hopefully, yeah. uh, the two guys they've got. I hope they do great. Playing this. Yeah. I hope yeah, they do, do great. Well, but I it's mean, like, they, and I know that Hampton, I know this, like Hampton's not going to be doing He's not even going to attempt. Voice. Yeah. He's not going to try and mimic the voice. He's right. still just going to be talking basically in his own voice. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I really want to see, I can't remember if I did suggest it to anybody, but I told someone at the time that it was coming out, I was like, it'd be really smart of them to go for Gappa, 
or the extra matter space. Certainly. Because they're not Toho. The nope. rights, I'm sure they could get the rights oh, no dirt problem. Dirt cheap or you even know. Yungari. Yeah. Oh my God, Yungari would yeah. be amazing too. So, so fingers crossed that yeah. some kind of giant monster thing Knock comes up. But I am really excited for that. Yeah, me too. Actually, you know that Shout Factory TV has like a lot of Mystery oh, yeah. Science Theater on there. Yeah. The other day, um, well, I, they have the, their own YouTube channel too, so you can watch sure, virtually yeah, yeah, everything too. on yeah. there. Um, so I'm on the Shout Factory TV channel on my Roku and, uh, literally just was like, ah, this one looks cool. Star Force. I'd never oh, seen that it before. Great. And I hit play and I, th- I thought it was just a, you know, B grade sci fi movie. Sandy totally Frank, right? Japanese film. Yep. <laughs> Sandy Frank. I, they also did uh, Time of the Apes, which is pretty great. Like, yes. Japanese. Their Time like, of the Apes off. Mystery Science Theater yeah. is hilarious. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's so good. Anyway, so there you yes. go. Mystery Science Theater 3000 coming back mid-April. Make sure you set your synchronous time orbits to, April, what was it, April 14th? Yep, yes. 14th. 14th. Day for tax day. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. So you can watch MST3 just while you're scrambling to get your taxes in. Yes, yes. But hopefully you can, you've already sent your taxes in and you can relax and enjoy the marathon. Uh, next up, Mazinger Z yeah. is getting a movie from Toei. We don't know anything about it necessarily. I love but, me some Mazinga. Uh, I, if it's anything like some of the concept visual stuff we've seen come out of Japan in the past like 10 years, yeah. there was a really amazing Guy King. Yeah, but what thing. happened with that? But I Nothing. don't know. That's why I'm saying like yeah. if, if Mazinger Z is going to be anything like that, yeah. sign me up. Cause Certainly. It like, really cool. but I, it's like, I feel like there was, yeah, there was that Guy King thing. And, uh, I want to say there was, may have been like a, a grandizer, a grandizer or get a robo. I can't remember which, yeah. like, but it's like, what are these things? What's that Ultraman weird, awesome trailery thing we saw? Again, where all, yes. Another CGI yeah, or thing, the gamma yeah. one. It's like, like make them like I'm yeah. tired of these little like teases, honestly. Oh, that's exactly what they are. They're yeah. literally teasing us kaiju fans. But anyway, so if you're not, if you're listening to this, you're like, what the hell is Mazinger Z? Mazinger Z is one of the super robots. He's my in favorite. America, like it was called Transor Z. And I used to watch it on TV back in the day. But was, uh, uh, there's a part of an entire like roster of giant robots piloted by human beings, including Mazinger Z, Great Mazinger, Getter Robo, Getter Dragon, you will very much Guy King. Recognize Mazinga if you ever saw in the Shogun Warriors line. Yes, he is the main robot yeah. who kind of looks like a knight. So like a knight's uh, the fact that Toei is is moving forward with some kind of Mazinger Z movie, I think, is really exciting. Yeah. So, uh, link to a little, I think it's just like a press release on Sci-Fi Japan. Not too much information, but it is coming out from Toei Animation. That's the other sort of like telling tale about this. Oh, actually, have you guys, Jeff, especially you, um, have you ever heard of Diabolique Magazine? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Diabolique Magazine is coming out with an Asian cinema-themed issue very soon. I think they just came back. I think they were like... Oh, really? Were I they... Uh, they were they, on hiatus. Okay. Yeah, hiatus yeah, yeah, for yeah. a while. But, yeah, it's a good quality magazine. Well, Kieran Fisher, who is the marketing manager for Diabolique, actually reached out to us, and he mentioned that he actually, as they were putting this issue together, listened to a whole bunch of KaijuCast episodes. So. Oh, okay. You know, it pretty much guarantees you a promotional spot on the show to yeah. admit that you listen to it. I'm just kidding. But it looks really <laughs> cool. I'm hoping that it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. They cover some really classic stuff. Specifically, they have essays on Hideo Nakata and Japanese folk horror. 
They've got some Korean war horror stuff. They talk about Kurosawa's throne of blood mm-hmm. and uh, the handmaiden. And then, of course, he says, best of all, Godzilla. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this particular issue. It looks really cool. They've got a really awesome Onibaba cover. Okay. You know, if you're familiar Ooh, with cool. Onibaba, which so I'm sure everybody in the room soon? is. Yeah, it should be available March. So okay. next month, issue 26. You can pre-order today okay. at diabolikemagazine.com. And I know uh, Barnes & Noble usually carries that magazine. Oh, awesome. So if you still have those things called bookstores in your area. <laughs> There's a few left. There are. Uh, moving right along, Toy Fair happened this past week. And there were, of course, some Godzilla announcements. NECA is producing their Shin Godzilla figures. They finally had a prototype painted prototype on display. Looks pretty cool. I, you know, I don't collect the NECA stuff, but... I absolutely appreciate what they are for the price point, and I think they're great for Ameri- like young American fans. Yeah, yeah people I mean, who, who good, don't want to spend the hundred dollars on a figure. Yeah, I mean, you get a, a a good quality, fairly good detailed figure for twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who like to like compare viciously compare the SH Monster Arts line to NECA's line because they're sort of both occupying the six inch, yeah. highly articulated. You know, thing. And I mean, really, it's not apples and oranges, but it's like expensive apples versus regular apples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, not everybody can afford to drop a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Yeah. Not everybody sure. wants to. Yeah. You know, but at least this way for 20 bucks, you can still have something. I like that, it. I think that they're looks fine. Good yeah. on your shelf. Yeah. So. It's elitism to do that. Like, you know, it's, it's a toy for God's sake. You're an adult. If you want to buy a toy, just buy the toy that makes you happy. You like the $200 one, fine. But the $20 one is cool. I, yeah. I like the, I think they're pretty cool. I don't buy toys anymore, but I mean, I like looking at them when I see them. It's sure. Like, yeah. Pretty neat. And the fact that you've got like Godzilla being sold in mainstream toy stores yeah. and is cool versions, amazing. lots yeah, of yeah, versions. Yeah. Like we're living in a pretty cool time. I'm kind of waiting for the uh, bottom to drop out of it. Like, the comics industry did mm. like in the nineties, but it'll be interesting because yeah. we've got that crazy nerd culture, like hierarchy that's happening yeah. right now where everything is just like front and center. I'm sure eventually it the bottom will, will drop out. Will. I mean, yeah. the, the perfect example that is like the Funko pop figures. Like there are so many that are just like, why did you even make this? figure? <laughs> maximum um, saturation. Yeah. And they Funko are maximum pops, saturated. Yes. It's like, uh, and all the, like the, the crate stuff, which is, just, oh yeah, the loot crate just stuff. Yeah, junk. I mean, it's like people are paying for stuff that is absolute garbage, like Dollar Tree level merchandise. It's like the bottom will drop out. This is the speculative market of comic books from like twenty years ago. Yeah. So it's like, no, that makes sense. I mean, and it, you know, just in terms of cycles, someday it's got to end, yes. right? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But enjoy the ride. Yeah, my we can friends. enjoy the ride enjoy now. The ride. Yeah. Um. So uh, additionally, at Toy Fair, there was a whole bunch of X Plus stuff on display. You know, obviously, anybody who has seen photos of my collection and recognizes uh, the makers of these things, they know I have like obsess over X Plus stuff. Thank God I'm not the most obsessive person that I know about it. Like some people, they collect every single one that comes out. I just like I get what I like. However, uh, the cool thing about X Plus is that they partnered with Diamond several years ago, and Diamond has been reissuing some of these like expensive Godzilla figures, which are pricey. You know, here in the States, they cost like $150, $60 sometimes. 
but that's cheaper than they were in Japan when they came out. So, yeah. you know, collectors today are getting chances to buy things. Uh, some of the stuff that they had on display at Toy Fair was this uh, train biter figure. They're re-releasing yeah. that here in the States. Awesome. I guarantee you I paid more money than it's yeah. going to be available for here. That's just totally fine. Um, I've got some Yuji Sakai sculpted X plus figures. Those are getting reissued here in the States. Uh, what else? Oh, they've got this Batra figure, which just came out last year. Like mm-hmm. one of the best Batras ever made. Uh, totally getting reissued here in the States. So there's a lot of stuff coming out. Um, if you are interested in the X plus stuff, definitely check out the X plus Kaiju collectors group on Facebook. If you're one of those people, uh, that is a very, very active group. Lots of people buying their stuff and showing pictures of it. Lots of people talking about upcoming releases. Uh, if you ever wanted to buy this stuff and you just didn't know where to turn for information, it is a fantastic resource. So there you go. Toy fair. That looked like a lot of fun this year. I'm surprised there's not more Godzilla stuff. I mean, it's pretty much just diamond bluefin, and NECA, but you know, obviously Bluefin is the company that releases the SH Monster Arts stuff. So they had stuff on display, like the um the nineteen eighty nine Godzilla figure that has the light up fins yes, and plays yeah. the music and stuff. I think right. they're reissuing that, which yes. although that was such like that one sounds like such a novelty item at best. Yeah. It's like well, a very overpriced novelty item. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean it's it's cool. And the 1989 Godzilla is a very, very popular, yeah, great Godzilla, Id- but, idyllic Godzilla, yeah. you know? Yeah. And the fact that it plays music is hilarious. Actually, funny story. Someone on Twitter, sorry, I don't remember your name, actually forwarded a, a tweet where um, Hideo Kojima, the video game mm-hmm. guy from yep. Metal, Metal Gear Solid, he's like a huge kaiju fan. He bought that. And showed a picture of how he needed to actually not in, not just buy the figure, but buy the batteries that came with it. And how he was like, <laughs> opened it up and then it got all bummed out. And I was like, ooh, and Hideo Kojima calls you out. Yeah. <laughs> you made a mistake, Bandai. Yep. Anyway, moving along. Uh, and actually, speaking of X Plus stuff, have you seen you're familiar, I'm assuming, with the Godzilla 2000 poster where it's oh, like of course. he's yeah. got the sort of flames yeah, behind I him? Yeah, I love him. Yeah. So X Plus is releasing their Godzilla 2000 30 centimeter. I don't have him up here, but uh, their 30 centimeter version of him with yeah. a special paint job where he's got like reddish oh, cool. tint to his skin and his uh, spines. Yeah. Instead of being purple or translucent red. Nice. I got to see it in person when we were in Japan and we went to super festival. It's pretty cool. And uh, so they, they are releasing that poster version of Godzilla 2000. 30 centimeters. Yeah. Said? 30 centimeter version. So it's like, it's like a 12 inch statue basically. Yeah. Uh, Sci-fi Japan has a really cool high res, a gallery of photos on their website, which I will include a link to in the show notes. Of course, the one I would love, which I think has only maybe been released as like a, a garage kit in Japan. Okay. Is the poster art for Godzilla 1985, where it's like him standing. Oh, the towering the, over yeah, the, the buildings. Yeah. yeah, with yeah. All the, yeah. It's all orange. And it didn't even strike me until this, just this very second. It's like, that's where they took the inspiration for Shin Godzilla. His hands are being held in the exact same position. Oh, yeah. He's like, I, I very much feel like that was oh, yeah, played dude. a huge role well, in his design. Well identified, sir. Yeah. Well identified. I didn't think I thought of that before. Yeah. Yeah. You could pretty much line that up almost exactly. I'm kind of looking at it. It's in the dark in the corner over mm-hmm. there, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, so that 
there's actually just to break from yeah. <laughs> you know sidebar stuff. I think that's also Yuji Kaida. Oh, is it? Or Yuji Sakai, sorry. Yeah. Yuji Sakai did His an work. entire series yeah. of like poster re- recreation kits. Yes. And, and yeah. they, he definitely did that one. Awesome. I think he did one for Destroya as well. Cool. But, uh, with like yeah. the airport and like, I, yeah. I can't remember how much. I mean, cause obviously neat. he's got, he's got to be limited on what he yeah. puts in there. Right. But yeah. And then someone at some point did, it wasn't Yuji, uh, Sakai, but someone did a Final Wars set, Whoa. which is kind of like that poster yeah. that I have in the hallway, right. uh, which is the sort of like artwork poster where it's got a whole bunch of monsters and stuff, mm-hmm. except it doesn't have the humans in it. It's just, right. it's almost like a pile, like a oh. Christmas tree shape of a <laughs> monsters. Yeah. It's just like with cra- all, it's just yeah, like this crazy base. It's other. insane. Yeah. Anywho. Cool. Uh, moving right along, we've got uh, Shin Godzilla continuing to show around the world. Both Spain and Korea are going to be showing it. They actually may have already started their screenings. It's been a while since we've really had some good news here. Um, Shin Godzilla-related news, at least. So I'll have links in the show notes, again, to Sci-Fi Japan's website where you can check that stuff hey, out. Hey, when's the Blu-ray come out? <laughs> we don't know, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish we did. Yeah. Funimation. They're going to squeeze every dollar out. First, they're going to release it on VHS, and yes, then exactly. release it on well, VHS, then Betamax, and then VHS, and, and Laserdisc, yeah. and then they'll put it on DVD, and, that, and then okay. they'll do a Blu-ray. Yeah, then they'll do a special. They're like, really going to test our love for Shin Godzilla. Yeah, a special steel edition case with it in uh, <laughs> like sixteen and eight millimeter. Yeah, they put it out on Blu-ray. I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm sure. going to buy it. It's like, uh, well, it I must really have been released it. in Japan by now. Actually, no, March twenty second oh, okay. is when it comes out in Japan. Okay. I mean, they released. Uh, they the, took their sweet time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it came out July. Yeah. So yeah. March, you think? What is that? Well, dude, nine months. It was still in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Second run style theaters, but still in theaters when I was there in January. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's a long time for a theatrical movie. To it's last. unheard of. It isn't is. It? Yeah, a very long time for a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Very long I don't know, time. I would, I, bet, I would wager say it's probably a very long time for any film. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like but it's, things, I mean, but especially a Godzilla yeah, movie. I exactly. mean, I, I mean, you guys probably remember me saying this. Like, I did not think that Japan had a lot of respect for Godzilla. The figure anymore. Yeah. The character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the performance of the Millennium series, it was abysmal. Yeah. You know, it's like you could tell they wanted to make something cool, but it was not resonating at all with the Japanese public. Right. So. Wasn't the Millennium Series that they were so. having to like couple them with Hamtaro yeah. to like get people yeah. to watch they had them? At least two of those movies, if not yeah. three, had Hamtaro cartoons attached to them. Yeah, just to get people to watch so them. So I wouldn't be surprised if it hits Blu-ray in Japan in March. Hopefully by May or June it'll be out here. Folks, I'm just saying You heard it here first, folks. Jeff has predicted I'm predict I'm predicting when May. Is it? I'm predicting May. Start okay, start your put pools it out now. There. May. I Criswell predict. <laughs> <laughs> I will I yeah, let's let's see it. Yeah. Funimation, show us your cards. Come on. People got money to spend. You know, it took them a really, really long time to release Attack on Titan. I want to say that the second part of that just came out a few months ago. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, that's our news for yep. the for the episode. Uh, we are going to move along to some catastrophic events, starting with March 24th through the 26th. Mad Monster Party South Carolina is happening in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and they are bringing in Haruo Nakajima, who played the original Godzilla up until 1972 through 72, and then Ben Furuya, who played the original Ultraman in 1966 
They are going to be the special guests at that convention. Uh, for every single one of these conventions, I will have a link in the show notes where you can click and go to uh, check out where either more information or the actual venue to get your tickets. Actually, if you're in Japan, March 25th through April 2nd in Ibina, Japan, there's going to be a Yasuyuki Inoue exhibition at the Ibina Civic Art Gallery. Now, if you're unfamiliar with that man, he is one of the production designers from the Showa-era films, and he just died maybe about seven years ago, something like that. And his library or his collection of his own stuff that he drew for movies like Destroy All Monsters, King Kong Escapes, you know, these classic Showa-era Toho movies, they are going to be, you know, those things are going to be on display on display, and uh, Toshio Miike, who is a production designer and a special effects director from that era as well, he's going to be doing a special talk. He also was friends with Yasuyuki Inoue. Anyway, that's happening in Japan. Back to America, April 7th through the 9th. Jeff, what's happening? April 7th. Oh, that's uh, Monster Palooza. <laughs> that is Monster Palooza. Down in Pasadena, Pasadena, California. California. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I want to say this is like, going to be my fourth monster palooza i've been to now it's going to be a lot of fun but they are bringing in mizuho yoshida who played godzilla in godzilla mothra king Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack he also played zerum in both zerum one and zerum two he played a whole bunch of awesome stuff uh he was a blast to talk to and i've already gotten clearance to interview him again so nice great uh, hopefully get some get a little chance to talk a little bit more about his work on some other stuff and, and actually more about Godzilla from GMK. We actually didn't talk very much about that at all. Well, we all know what's coming up on March 4th as well. See, so look quizzically like I, I'm my brains on a different track. What's coming up on March 4th, March 4th will be the 63rd anniversary of the Castle Bravo atomic bomb test that created Godzilla. Oh no, I was not aware of that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like when you said we're all aware of it, I was like really thinking you're talking uh, about some movie that was about to get released. <laughs> uh, yeah. So everybody needs to pour out a little for their homie for there the, the Castle Bravo hydrogen bomb. That's test. right. All right. So they're definitely a catastrophic event. <laughs> literal definition. Anyway, so yes, uh, Monster Palooza happening April 7th through the 9th. And also, additionally, they are bringing in Keita Amamiya, who is the sort of like artistic visionary behind movies like Zerum. Oh, which yeah. is like Moon Over Tau. Uh, the, one of the ones that I'm excited to actually finish watching because I have never done it is Mikazuki. Mm-hmm. I have uh, some really good copies of that stuff, and I need to watch that before I get in there to interview Amamiya. But uh, this guy, I've got mad respect for Amamiya as an artist. His work is amazing. And yeah, so absolutely. Incredible. So I, one of my favorites. I, I hope, I hope, I hope that I get to have a really great conversation with him because I find him fascinating. Anyway, so those are the two guests who are going to be at Monster Palooza, at least Japanese guests. Obviously, there's a lot of people that are brought in for autographs and so forth. Uh, and again, I'll be there. Jeff will be there. Clancy will be there. Uh, there might be some other people there from, from Kaiju Cast past. Who knows? I know that, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get together with some friends down in the. Yeah. Southern well, California I think we're area. definitely going to plan a listener party for Friday night. So keep your eye on the Facebook page for information about that. We have to find a venue. There's definitely bars around there, but a lot of them look pretty horrible. 
And not like horrible dive bars. I'm cool with dive bars. They look like horrible clubs. (laughs) Horrible, expensive places. Expensive places, yes. We need some just decent beer. That's all we need, really. And a place where we can gather. If Actually, if you're listening out there and you know the Pasadena area, especially right around the Pasadena Convention Center, and you have any suggestions for a good bar where, I don't know, let's say 10 to 20 people can go nerd out about Godzilla movies – uh, let me know. Shoot me an email or send me a message on Facebook or something. Moving along, though, April 21st to 23rd, Chiller Theater is happening once again in Parsippany, New Jersey. And they are bringing guest Megumi Odaka, who played Mickey Sagusa in the Heisei films, to that convention. It has been a very long time since uh, Mickey Sagusa has been in America. And uh, so it's pretty amazing, actually, that they got her to come back. And she's going to be at Chiller. So... Once again, the show notes will have links to every single one of these places so you can go and get your tickets and be part of the experience and meet these people. There's not too many more to cover. We've got Mad Monster Party Arizona, which is happening in Scottsdale, Arizona. From May 19th to the 21st, they're bringing, again, Haru Nakajima and Ben Furia to that convention. June 30th through July 2nd. The Days of the Dead convention is bringing Haru Nakajima to Indianapolis. He's Uh, just spending his whole year in the U.S., I guess. (laughs) Get it while the getting's good. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be morbid, but Haru Nakajima is not a young man. Mm -hmm. So if you've ever wanted to meet him and you're anywhere near these conventions or these conventions, if you can get to them, you know, and you've never met Haru Nakajima, these are your chances, people, you know. Yeah, there's now's the time. Yeah, and so uh, moving along, the next convention to talk about is G-Fest, happening July 14th through the 17th in Chicago, Illinois. Once again, you know, this is a convention I go to every year, and they are bringing special guests to the convention. Composer Michiro Oshima is going to be there. Can't wait to talk to her. Artist Yuji Kaida, I'm super excited to meet him. Uh, he is, like, seriously Behind some of my favorite Godzilla imagery are ever. Are they bringing made. Naru Hakajima? <laughs> they are not bringing Naru <laughs> Nakajima. But the director of the special effects director from the Gamera trilogy cool. and from Shin Godzilla, Shinji Higuchi, will be at G Fest. And suit actor Ryuki Kitaoka will also be there. And I, I wish I actually knew some of the roles off the top of my head that he's played, but he plays a lot of ultra villains mm. and does a lot of just cool stunt work. So, uh, those are the guests that they've announced so far for G-Fest. I don't know if they're going to have any more, but that's a pretty incredible lineup as far as I'm concerned. Uh, another G-Fest announcement, no live panel this year. I'm not going to do a live Kaiju cast. Uh, I definitely want to spend more time enjoying the convention and hanging out with people. That's why I go to these things, and that's probably my favorite part about going to G-Fest. We will be having a listener party. Probably going to be Saturday night, which is, you know, our general time to have it. But we'll announce that a little closer to the convention. You want to hang with the common man. Connect. <laughs> connect. You want to slum it a bit? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> always. Is that all your catastrophic events? Those are all the catastrophic events. And we are moving on to some housekeeping announcements. Uh, actually, not too many of those. We have been nominated for a Rondo Award in the Best Multimedia Horror Site category. You know, I think I mentioned this last year. I don't like hounding people for votes. That's just not my style. And as far as I'm concerned, if we were to win a Rondo, that would be amazing. And I'd be super happy about it. But it's not what keeps me going. So 
If you're the kind of person that likes to vote on stuff, this is actually a good chance for you to vote for kaiju stuff because there's quite a bit of kaiju-related entries in the Rondo Awards this year. Feel free to drop a vote for the Kaiju cast, but, you know, vote for what you like. And, you know, if we win, awesome. And if not, no big deal. There's some really cool people. Check them out. I'll have a link in the show notes to the Rondo nominees. Okay, so the other announcement we have for the housekeeping stuff is our Daikaiju discussion movie for next month. And you know what? That's going to be Kong Skull Island. Awesome. Yeah, so, you know, go out there, check out that movie. We're going to, of course, follow the same Daikaiju discussion aspects where we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Uh, That movie comes out on March 10th. Yep. So uh, that gives you plenty of time to go see it. You got to have your homework turned in by Thursday, March 23rd, if you want to be involved with the discussion. Uh, send in your thoughts, questions, and reviews. Actually, don't include too many questions because I might not be able to answer any about that movie since it's so new. Actually, you know what? We should totally have a KaijuCast viewing here in Portland. I will pick a theater and definitely make an event. So once again, keep your eye on the KaijuCast Facebook page and maybe the KaijuCast website as well for a link to where we're going to be seeing those that film. I assume we'll see it opening weekend. Yeah, definitely opening weekend. I So here's the deal. I don't really like going to see movies on opening weekend because I find that movie crowds have become pretty horrible. Yes. So agreed. I like doing things at smaller cinemas where I know that the crowd is more of like, you know, the movie buff kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily a movie buff, but I, I like being in an immersive movie experience and I don't like seeing people's cell phones out of the corner of my eye. Yeah, if I could stay away from the megaplexes. Yeah. Yeah. I will join you. If you choose to go, (laughs) I will not. Yeah. Well, Um, we will see. I'm not sure. I mean, my preference would be to, to watch it somewhere where it's not going to be too expensive. We might actually go to Cinetopia that, uh, I was looking at the prices on those tickets for that, like Thursday night for opening night, you know, and they're not too bad. They're about the same price as they are at a different place. So, We'll I see. like Cinetopia because you don't have to stand in line forever. Yeah. You yeah. have your seat reserved. You can walk in 15 minutes before. Bang, yeah. It done. should be good. But anyway, we'll have a group viewing. I'll organize it soon and we'll get it out there. And then, you know, we can hang out and uh, talk about the movie afterwards maybe or do something mm-hmm. cool. So yeah. there you go. That's what's happening. Uh, and uh, I don't really have any more housekeeping announcements. So thank you guys so much for being here. It was a lot of fun talking about watching and uh, talking about these movies with you guys. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. It'd be cool to do another like short series or short movie entry into this kind of discussion and, and look at more entries from Japan. I feel like there's got a couple there are, there has to be a couple other little fringe things. Yeah. Maybe someday Gamera four will come (laughs) land in my hands, Mm but, or we'll get, Shizuo Nakajima's Legendary Beast Wolfman versus Godzilla finally. Something. I know he's working on it. So anyway, hopefully we'll get something like that in the future. In the meantime, though, we're going to close out the show with a song from Negadon. Negadon. (laughs) Uh, So until next month, Jamata. Sanakan